Listener Production. Drop yourselves in for an Easter Monday edition of the Footy Talk podcast. We're talking all things the package, Jakey Stringer kicking torps, concussion, tribunal news, the St Kilda Footy Club, Melbourne the flag favourites, where are the Tigers at, plus much, much more. This is the Footy Talk podcast. Pulse, he's 100% from the MRO. Oh. It's all happening in the world of Jay-Z. Jay, welcome. <laughs> Good on you, Daisy. Thank you, mate. We're a team here at Triple M, and I'm just the, in the big, colourful, tropical fish tank. I'm like the little six small fish in the corner. Like what the are one we... that's just sort of, you know, is, Are we a battling. team at Listener as well? At Listener as well, of course. <laughs> I forgot about that. But some massive storylines to come out of footy at the weekend. Sorry, Zoe. Um, yeah, some massive stories, some big, some big colourful characters, some, um, you know, the Paddy McCartan issue is huge. Where are the Tigers at? I think there's lots to discuss. There certainly is. We may as well kick off with yesterday's game yep. under the lid at Marvel Stadium. Easter Sunday, a big clash. Obviously, the GWS Giants coming down, Essendon playing host to them. In what was a scrappy affair, mm. it was decided by a man who's been under the pump and it was brilliant to see Abs. How, how good is that? That win for the Bombers, obviously 13 points against GWS, but Jake Stringer. He's the man. He mm. turned it on yesterday and, and that talk from, where was that from? 55. 55. 55. <laughs> Heat player, he can go obviously into the midfield and provide a real punch around stoppage, yep. but then what he can do inside the forward 50 arc and the way that he was kicking goals yesterday, it was great to see. Certainly was. I just wonder whether the conversation around him has got to change. Like, and so, you know, I, I think around Jake Stringer, we've looked at his flaws a lot and we sort of looked at, you know, his body shape or his unprofessionalism. And sometimes he doesn't do the ultimate team things in the moments Do we got to flip the script entirely and start celebrating the license and the freedom and the creativity he has. Like, he lit up Marvel Stadium yesterday and he brought Eston fans to his feet because he did something, Daisy. And it'd be that only, I don't know, four or five players in the competition can do, you know? And it was it was so magical. Yet we pot this bloke yeah. so often. And, like, you, I reckon you were similar in, in the sense that you had this instinctive, creative license in your game that few others have and Mick clearly trusted you in the moment to do whatever you felt like doing. You can provide these amazing moments exactly like Jake did, which aren't necessarily in the, in the, Planning well, notes, they're not in the rule I mean. book, but that's why we love Jake because he, and that's why he's such an asset to that team because he does things that others can't. Yeah. That's mm. the beauty of it. You're right. We need to embrace that. Yep. He's been the whipping boy for far too long and just an easy target. And yep. for whatever reason, people, in terms of if you're writing an article, it obviously gets the clicks. So they're, yep. as soon as the bombers are going badly, it's, well, where's Jake? Yep. What's he doing? But even the role he played the week before, he went to Callum Wilkie, who yep. was on fire in that game. He played a defensive role. So that's... Didn't worry about first game back, trying to get himself involved in the mm. game. He w- did what was best for the team. Mm. So there's a little bit of a shift already, earning the respect of a new coach as well. But what he did yesterday, and you could almost see, I reckon he thought the narrative when he kicked that torp, the first instinct was, oh my God, what did I just do? Like <laughs> he didn't, he obviously, he just played. That was instinct. Yeah. He played, yep. he kicked it. And then there was a little bit of, oh, I probably should have gone the hot spot or like could have no. felt the pressure. And Load then up. you see the release when Load he just goes up. absolutely berserk. So can, can you imagine though the wave of emotion for these players? Like yeah. obviously speaking about Jake Stringer now, mm. and it's easier said than done to say, ignore the external noise. Yeah. You know what you're capable of. You yep. know within the four walls of the Essendon Football Club what you, you guys are working towards. But yep. you, you do hear it and you see it. And, oh, you and can't miss it. You're smashed and then you're the king. Yep. Yeah. My my experience with Jake Stringer, um, 
I mean, sometimes you're reluctant to tell these stories, but stuff it. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Uh, there was a young person who had uh, had been having a really tough time lately, been going through a lot, and uh, was a sort of friend friend of mine, and um, massive Jake Stringer fan. Jake Stringer and I went back, and um, the dad texted me and said, mate, I know that you might not be able to do this, but is there any chance you can get a video from Jake Stringer, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, text him directly, said, Jake, sorry to you know go direct like this, blah, blah, blah. But this is a story. Within a minute, yeah. within a minute, he'd sent me back this message. Hey, such and such, Bob, I'm really thinking of you. I hope you go well. And that, and, and so that's him, you know, that's yeah, him, right. Sure. You know, so, um, I love that. And then he had, he had his time at the Bulldogs. Um, I spoke to him a few years ago and he said, I, I sort of probably carried on like a pork chop at times cause I wasn't ready, you know, and it was all a lot for me when I was 21, 22 years of age. Everyone's calling me the package and yeah. I'd been around for five minutes, you know, so there's real self-awareness, um, in that. And I just don't know. I just think that. We should celebrate yep. this Slightly misunderstood, more. I feel, but yep. it's great to see him playing on instinct and them embracing that, that yep. being the Bombers. Yep. The other talking point out of that one, we were there uh, doing the game live. Yes. Great call. Three-quarter time. Yes. There was an old-fashioned, yeah. get in here, boys, look me in the eye, watch yes. every vein in my head pulsate <laughs> as I'm going to deliver it to you double-barrel style, yes. whether you like it or not. Yes. Was it? Is it? It's a big move, I thought. Watching that for a new coach only four games in, Abby, yeah. to bring out the one wood like that. <laughs> I, like, I, I sort of heard a coach sort of... I can't remember who it was one day sort of say, oh, maybe it's more a second season thing. And he's gone there no. one month in. Yeah. And, and I, li- I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Break gra- glass when required. Yeah. Oh, did, I really liked it. Did you? Unfortunately, yep. his boys, you know, couldn't respond and get it done for him. <laughs> yeah. But look, oh, I think a he's a, a new coach, yeah. new philosophies, you know, new ideas. I think you've lost, obviously, within the GWS landscape, you know, Taranto and Hopper and, and a couple of the more experienced guys yeah. amongst the group, but you've got to set the precedent, don't you? Yeah. Early yep. standards. And I- if he, if he's not liking what he's seeing, you've got to let him know. Absolutely. And I love the fact that he obviously knows the group well enough. It's a mature group mm-hmm. uh, and you can cop that. It's not going to be, oh, we're just going to sit here and cower in the corner. Mm. At mm. the end of the day, and I know some people will be saying, oh, what's the look for junior sport? You, you know, this yeah. isn't junior sport. This no. is the elite level. Yep. This is seriously playing four sheep gets. stations. Yep. yep. We at times need to be told directly yes. and thoroughly what yes. we're doing wrong. And I have no issue with it. In fact, I'll go as far as saying, I, I love it. Yeah. I'm a big softy day. I think it's, it's, it's very different outside of that kind of game, game yeah. zone thing. Like Correct. during the week, ground, it's you're completely not doing different. It, you're right. You're yep. not doing it a Monday review. Exactly. And again, if you are, it's probably deserved. you grown men, cop yep. it. They were poor yesterday, GWS. Ooh, like yeah. this is where it comes from because for Essendon kick 11-22, like they should have won that by 10 goals. And you um, look at the talent for the two teams. I think GWS are borderline more talented yeah. than Essendon. So for them to be, I thought they were really, really poor. Um, and one of the most disappointing results of the weekend, I looked at West Coast losing to Melbourne. I thought, well, at least West Coast with a decimated team is having a crack yeah. here. Ruben Jimmy going into these tackles and Oscar Allen had his moments. But I thought GWS, um, yeah, we're very, very disappointing. Couldn't agree more. Saturday afternoon footy at the MCG saw the Tigs go down in a close one to the Western Bulldogs. Yes. Now, this is... Do you want to go half full? Or do you want to go half empty? Because the Western Bulldogs have turned their season around within a fortnight, which we didn't see coming. Obviously, wins to Brisbane yeah. and now the Tigs after a really poor start. Yeah. But for the Tigs, now one and a half wins from their first four. We all thought after last year they'd probably be in the top four and contending again. Mm. Particularly with those ins I mentioned, yeah. the guys that came out of GWS. Are you still and- a believer? I, I think so, but it's just not clicking for them mm. early in the season. So I think they've got the talent and, and the key personnel 
to make that happen. Mm. But they've just got to work it out because at the moment it's not working. Um, obviously, the big story out of that one as well with Tommy Lynch going yeah. straight to the tribunal for, first and foremost for that hit on Keith. Yep. But also now having surgery, Jay, and, yep. and we'll miss a, a couple of months. So we'll talk today. about the incident first. Yeah. Yep. Marking incident. How is that going to the tribunal? Well, I'm completely with you on this one. I understand that for consistency, he's going to get time. But in terms of yeah. actually understanding the game of football, it's a wet day. It was a low flat kick that carried too far. Yep. He's made his way to the front in and around a player. Yeah. Gone to launch it. Gone. Oh crap! I've got here too soon. There's a man in the way. Brace. Yeah. Unfortunate the keys come back and then got mixed. Somewhat fault of his own due to being courageous. Mm. I would have been front and center, not got hit by him for a week <laughs> because that's what happens when you can read the game a bit better. So Tommy Lynch is going to go to the tribunal. How many is he getting, Jay? You He's, don't get yeah. these things wrong. No, I, I'm 100 percent strike record for the past five years, Daisy. So um, I'm you, a humble. You didn't hear that. I'm that a, was 100 percent strike rate yeah. from the last five years. You sort of just rushed. Yeah. Humility, humility. <laughs> I have. Um, no, he's gone, and he's gone for three matches. There's no doubt about this because he didn't touch the footy. You're right. He was in the pack of players going for the mark, but he didn't touch the ball. And I don't think he made a genuine attempt to even try and take the mark. So I get that he was in the area, but he jumped. He launched off the ground. He jumped. And he hit a player in the head and there were severe consequences because he was taken out of the game, Alex Keith, and can't play next week. Now, what you can't have is saying, let's pl- protect the players' heads, right? Concussion is a serious thing. Then having a marking contest, Tom Lynch, who is one of the clumsiest players and has a track record in this area, picking off a defender, whether he's sort of backing back with the flight or not. If he touched the footy or put two hands anywhere near the ball, then I'm with you, but he didn't. He braced and he bumped and he hit a bloke in the head and knocked him out. So for me, I really feel like this is um, a clear cut one, but I certainly understand. Like Tiger fans are furious. Dimmer Hardwick's furious. This might be a, a silly question. Do they take? I've got, a, I've got one that might be silly okay. to come off the back of. But do they take conditions into consideration as no. well? Because it was a wet day on windy, Saturday. Blustery. We we speak so often about these split second decisions that yeah. players have to make in the dry. Yeah. Let alone when you're a little bit heavier, you're a little bit slower. Like, do oh, they? I'm, do they? Is that a silly question? No, no, it's not a silly question whatsoever because. It should be factored in, but mm. when it gets to the tribunal, it is just legal argument. So the MRO, I think, should be using more nous in and around his role in terms of playing the game and have played the game. I've got a question for you. Go. So you said Tom Lynch didn't get near the ball, didn't put his hands up, no. clips a bloke. Yep. So if I come in, try and take a hanger in the goal square, yes. go unrealistically early, knee the bloke in the back of the head, concussion, yep. play it down, yep. and I haven't got near it, but you yep. could see my intent. Yep. What's it's a, the it's a really good question. If it is a, they would decide whether it was a genuine attempt to go for the ball. But if I've told Lynch would have taken marks where it's dropped short and gone to the front before, yes. I've taken hangers before just because I they, missed time one. They were good too. Um, <laughs> no, it's a really good if question. If you've got three hours, jump on YouTube today and watch <laughs> probably half of them. Because that is what people who would, that's the argument Richmond will have when they go to the tribunal. Yeah. They will say this was a genuine marking attempt. And I think yeah. the, what, the knees in the back of the head is a real gray area. It's a, it's a really good question. I thought of that but, too. But if they decide, yeah, if they decide it's a genuine marking attempt, then it's play on and just an unfortunate accident. In this one, Lynch's hands probably had to be closer to the ball. His eyes were on the ball, mm. right, which goes in his defense, but I don't think his hands were near the ball. His hands were braced for contact. Mm, interesting to see. I think the other yeah. argument will be is that once you realize you're not going to mark it yeah. and you know contact's coming, you don't then just 
open flat yourself chest up. someone. Because then you get mixed. Yeah, well, they'll then yep. arguably you headbutt someone with your sternum. Quick uh, quick one on Richmond Broadley, right? So they got seven guys under 25 games. Are, are they cooked? Are they cooked now without Lynch? I they've, they've got Sydney, Melbourne in their next two. Or I, do they find out a bit like the Saints? How deep they bat. I'm I'm more worried about them. I'm I think they're in real trouble of um missing finals. I don't, they've never been a strong stop each side, but I don't think even with Toronto and Hopper in the middle, they've been effective uh, as effective as they would like. Mm. And I think what we're seeing, and we haven't talked about it a lot, but they are getting these kids in. So I think they are realizing what's happening here. That's the it thing. I thought Juddy Clark Cumberland, he was a sub what, yep. last week and came on, had an impact, and then I thought he, he did really well, Ralph Smith too. So that, they've got a number of kids coming through. Are they just trying to be a little bit more discreet about it? You know, everybody else, you know, slams sides who might just be running with the kids. You look at Hawthorne, who yep. obviously have the clash today with the cats, but maybe they're just being a little bit subtle, mm. subtler with it, with the kids coming in. But, yeah, with Lynch going out, Rewalt back, obviously Cochin as a sub. Um, yeah, I just don't think they've got the good mix. At the Plenty moment. of holes to fill for yes. the Tigers and their fans. We will talk about the subs too. The older boys starting on the bench, plus some more concussion news in and around Sydney. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review and rating new episodes every day at lunchtime. Saturday night, another big talking point in and around this concussion with the Sydney Swans player, Paddy McCartan. Feel good story of last all year. time last year. Yep. Yeah. Now it looks like it's hit the skids pretty quickly. That vision was horrible. And, and based on... I guess the background. So that was his 10th concussion. Is that right? In the yeah, AFL yeah. world. That was really distressing to see because it, the incident itself, it, it didn't look like much, Jay. It looked like he, he simply kind of just grazed his head on the grass. So but, for anyone listening who hasn't seen the incident, yeah. just describe it as best you can, please, Abs. It was more like, you know, two players kind of crawling towards <laughs> a ball so that they, you know, certainly weren't coming down from any great heights. Crawling towards it. Paddy McCartan's kind of just you know, reached out to grab the ball and his head's made contact with the ground, not in a, in a heavy manner or anything like that. There is no force. Minimal There's no force. force. Yeah. And then he just stayed down after that. And what I guess the distressing scenes were was when the trainers and, you know, the doctors made their way to him was, he was stumbling off, yeah, off was, the ground. He was no good. He yep. was no good. So for somebody, as you said, last year we were all celebrating him and how great's this. He's been able to get back to footy after sustaining a, a lot of, I guess, brain injury in, in his early days at the St Kilda Footy Club. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, it was really upsetting. So where does it go yep. from here, Jay? We yep. obviously, the, the care we have and we want is for the player. Yeah, We want him to be okay first. But yep. seeing those, and that's, this is why it's become such a talking point, it wasn't just a big hit and he's got concussed and we're all like, oh, okay, that's fair enough. It was a feather touch. It was yeah. a feather touch. And then the response to that, so a, a one on the force meter yep. and then a 10 reaction in terms of yep. how he was staggering around. He couldn't walk. It's like he'd had 20 beers. I he think, couldn't walk. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why why everyone's so concerned for him. Yep. Uh, what do you see and how do you see this playing out? Is it a Sydney decision? Yep. Is it Because yeah. we don't want to retire him and well, that's the last thing we want but, to do. But mm. there has to be a serious caveat to that of if we're talking best outcome for the player, is that best outcome? Health and safety. Yeah. First. Daisy, I, I heard what Gary Lyon said. 
I do want to retire him. If that was my son, I wouldn't oh, want yeah. him to go on a football field again. Yes, retire. Lee Montana and I said this 18 months ago when he was coming back to Sydney. This is why other clubs didn't want to touch him respectfully yeah. because of the exact situation yeah. that played out, right? I sat in an interview with him four years ago or four-ish years ago, and he said, I'm a shell of a person. This is when he was in the depth of the, yeah. the concussion issues. Shell of a person, I can't sleep, I can't concentrate, I can't work out, I can't do anything. My whole life is ruined by this stuff. And then, and then, and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, how bad is this? And then he comes back and he has an outstanding year last year, but there was the question no one could answer is what happens if he gets another concussion? What are the issues? No one could answer it. We don't know. And now he's got this brain injury again. And I don't want him to play again. I don't want him to go out in the football field. I want him to look after himself. For me, that is not worth it. Mm. Right? What the experience, the, the, the consequences are not worth it. And if that was my son or my daughter, I would just be horrified by the whole thing. And football is great, blah, 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 but he needs to find something else. That is my gut feel. Whose responsibility is it though? Is it his as the individual, as the player? Is it the AFLPA? Is it the AFL? Is it medical professionals? Who's going to call it? this is where you and um, and uh, and Nathan and Daisy had that oh, sorry and Joey had that great question a conversation yesterday around is this where the AFL steps in because they've got a have they got a duty of care here because they're the ones who are going to pay the bills around yeah. the concussion wave now so if the buck stops with them mm. do they have some say maybe they should maybe there has to be an independent body which just says sorry mate but did the AFL step in with was it Daniel Venables. Uh, yes, there was a conversation around that, the specifics of it, I can't quite remember, but, um, there was a, a, a payout. I don't think they said you can't play, but I think there was some communication. Yeah, I, yeah. This is the great unknown. This is why we're all speculating as to how it will play out. Uh, I guess there's probably a, a list that if Paddy doesn't make the decision, you'd then probably hope that it goes to family and friends in the inner circle to say, Hey mate, you've got a whole life to live after this. Yeah. If you want quality of that. And don't want to be back in those dark places where you can't go outside, you can't walk the dog, you can't go to the gym, you can't do anything. There's more to life than footy. Absolutely. And and then from there, he probably goes to a club level and then the AFL, Mm. if that's all passed off well and good. But um, you couldn't imagine, and I can't say it with the way and the seriousness that we're talking about all this concussion issue and the way that it has now been spoken about publicly, past players coming out. I could not see how he can get back and play. And that's not me wanting to write him off for any other reason, just than hoping that it's the right decision because there's plenty to do after footy paddy and it's plenty of good stuff as well. And you talk to people now who've suffered um, from these sorts of concussion uh, episodes and now whose lives are really impacted. They all say to a, to a man and to a, and to a woman, Oh, I wish I didn't go back out there so early, or I wish I'd done things differently. So um, anyway, Paddy's still got the, obviously a big decision to make. And, um, it's, a, you think of him and his family, a very Absolutely. difficult situation. From everyone here at the footy talk yeah. pod, we wish Paddy and his family all the very best. The subs become an interesting one because we've seen it. It's obviously a tactical sub now. Is it tactical in the sense that this is just how we're going to wind up the old players? You go from on field to sub to <laughs> tier one and out the back door. It makes sense to me. I like it because if they can't play, if they're not, you know, if they're 33 years old, like Dyson Heppel is and or thereabouts and can't play 120 minutes, like mm. some of the young bucks, like I think it works because then you still get the value of him in the locker room. And you guys know this a lot better than me, but you've seen clubs try and retire off these guys 
a bit early, haven't you? Like Melbourne um, did it. And, you know, other Carlton than Zach did Merritt. did a few years ago. Carlton did it. <laughs> you look at um, Essendon. They don't have a whole lot of leadership or experience. Mm. So you'd want Dyson Heppel in the locker room, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Trent Cochin, obviously captain the of the Richmond yep. Footy Club for many, many years. He yep. came in in that position as well on the weekend. But... Look, it's now a tactical sub. Yeah. It's not medical. You don't need to wait for somebody to have an injury to inject these players in. So if, you know, you're getting absolutely towed up in the midfield and, and you need, you know, some added injection of leadership yep. or just an impact player to yep. come in and change the game, then you've got these guys up your sleeve who yep. are very experienced campaigners. Mm. They know exactly what they need to do when they come onto the ground. Mm. They're, you know, they're giving their younger guys the first crack, which is good because ultimately they're the future of the footy club. Dyson Heppel was in the top five players in the second half yesterday. Is he really? He was, bounced back. He was down back. He had, in terms of like ratings and possessions on the... Yep. And do you know what? That's what you want to see. You That's wanna, what you want from yourself. If you're potentially at the end to, or heading towards the end of your playing career as well, these guys need to show how hungry they are to mm. come on and, and show, I guess, their worth and their yeah. quality. Yeah, had a no. poor fortnight, Dyson. So yeah. he, he did, uh, but I, I love the move that he wasn't just dropped as mm. such. Yep. Got given an opportunity, and he was good enough. He will be back in that side. Yep. Don't you worry about that. Can I ask a quick question? Of Absolutely can. without any notice whatsoever. Who do you think is closer to the next premiership, St Kilda or Essendon? Oh. You want to come back and answer that at the end of the podcast, maybe? No, I'll give you Essendon right off the top of my head. Why is that? I don't know. That's just the first thought that came in. So you said a question without notice. I gave you an answer without fear. I was, I'm going to say Saints. What do you Saints. think, Abby? Saints. Yes. Just to say different to Daisy. Nah. <laughs> nah, but geez, they're impressive. Yep. Four and zip. Why both did I say Quality. Yeah, it's a good. Oh, I, no, actually, I'll tell you why. I Go think on. that you look at the Essendon list, and yes, St Kilda are doing amazing things. But More I think if, if you're looking at lists and the young talent, Harry Jones, who's not seeing the world on fire yet, but yep. I think he will become a very good player. Wiedemann up forward. Mm. Then chuck in through the midfield, you've got Sam Draper. Mm. Then you've got Zerk Thatcher, red man down there. Yeah, Parrish and Parrish, Merritt. Merritt through there. I think they should, yeah. More talent. Imagine what St Kilda under the Lions oh, system. I, yes. I know the St Kilda fans think, will be lining yeah. up now to tee up on me, of course. <laughs> if you do want to do that, jump on at footytalk underscore pod on the Instagram or footytalkpod <laughs> on the TikTok and just go as hard as you want on me. I love it. <laughs> You're oh, right though, Daisy. I think Essendon's youngsters are probably a little bit further advanced yes. than than St Kilda's youngsters. But what I'm loving about the Saints, they're more experienced players. They're seeing you guys are contributing tenfold week in, week out. But it is, it's the kids that are surprising us all. Well, yeah. Mitch Owens. Mitch pop. Owens. My goodness. How Please. good how good is he? How good are the Saints going? Like yeah. and this is you saw premierships. Yeah. Uh, and with, that was a different question to this. Right yeah. now, the St Kilda Footy Club behind Collingwood is the must-watch team. Yeah, they're that Ross Lyon just isn't playing Dower, just mm. 40 point. They are hard. They are at it. And then they just go to offense and you're like, all right, I'm going to watch because I don't know which mm. one of these people it is. Mm. One, because I've never heard of half of them. Yeah. And two, it's just brilliant. Yeah. They're having fun. And Mitch Owens, as I said, what do you have? 27, but 18 contested or something ridiculous. Yep. You think you've... You've still got steel to come back into that midfield. You've got Membry, you've got King, which mm. is going to be an interesting conversation at selection Jones. because you've got guys that are there just having a red hot crack. And if you're Ross Lyon, you cannot ask for more than that. This is the beauty of sometimes what injury does mm. because these blokes wouldn't have been getting a game if those players were fit and ready yep. Yep. for whatever reason. But now yep. they've been given opportunity and they have taken it with both hands yep. and they are running with it. And you go now, 
St Kilda Footy Club has depth. Yeah. We were questioning that throughout us experts. We're questioning that throughout <laughs> the entire preseason. Yeah. And yeah, now, King and Membry aren't necessarily certainties to correct. come straight back and in. And Owens is my size. Yeah. He's not probably as uh, heavy, <laughs> but uh, my size in terms of height and stature. He's strong. His ability to play as a quasi big is yep. unbelievable. Yep. Caminiti's been a revelation. The hammer. The yep. hammer. Yep. Come from a steak restaurant, now kicking snags for fun. Philippo. Higgins has grown a leg. Mm. Yes. Yeah, Butler's Butler. been awesome. Small ball forward line Crouch pressure. is in there. Yep. Wilkie down the back. These unheralded yeah. stars. There's yeah. not too many chinks in their armour. No, no. It's just good team, fun football. Yep. Yep. But I love it. I think the story here, right, and it's staring us all right in the face, is the art of coaching and the power of Ross. And I know we've all touched on it, right? You've played on, I'm not going to name names here, Daisy, but you've played under coaches or a coach where you ate out of the palm of his hand yep. and he had everyone on absolute edge and committed. You've also played under a coach or coaches where that connection yeah. wasn't as strong. Can you tell us the difference when you're in the locker room, in a, t- in a team, on the field, when you've got situation A versus situation B? Because St Kilda is very much eating out of Ross's hand. At situation the A, the one of eating out of the hand, yep. is that you don't have to second guess anything. Anything or anyone, you know that whatever situation is presented, that everyone's on the same page and the right thing will be done. Predictability. Predictability, mm-hmm. reliability, if you will. Situation two is... Everyone's overthinking it and everyone's thinking for themselves and you then don't get the right outcome. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. People worrying about self-preservation rather than team first football and the Saints now are playing team first football. The D's, we need to be brief here. Flag favourites for you. I think so. They're the team to beat. I know Collingwood without a Ruckman still question mark. I look at Melbourne and their depth. It is phenomenal. Mm. They got Ben Brown to come in. You know, like it is um, just super. Van Royen yesterday was terrific. Yeah, I I thought West Coast really were brave for the talent they had. But um, Melbourne is a team to beat for me. One Their ability time. to put on big scores oh, in small, quickly. like short amount yes. of times, yeah. that's what was scary for me yesterday. We understand that West Coast are undermanned. they got a lot of injuries. But, mm. yeah, very, very impressive. Yep. And in a word, today's winner, Geelong or Hawthorne? Geelong, I think they... In a word, a word. Geelong. Hawks, please. That's two words, and that's a big upset. We'll allow it, though. Hey, Jay, you've been awesome. Abs, you are a superstar, as always. That's been the Footy Talk podcast for your Easter Monday. Joey and the Roo will be back tomorrow talking all things footy. Have yourselves a wonderful Easter Monday. Listener.